Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood DM here with a quick announcement. We're doing something a little special for all of you today. Today we're going to be sharing an episode of a show that we really think you guys would love. If you're enjoying the chaotic, R-rated goofiness of Dungeons & Trimbus, then please stick around and listen to this episode from a little show called Madame Magenta Sonos Mystica. It is a super simple premise, but it is done so, so smartly. Madame Magenta is a semi-improvised comedy podcast starring Madame Magenta, the psychic medium, and her husband, Bernard. Each episode, not only is she reading excerpts from her books, but she's also helping you, the listeners, with your problems using bibliomancy. They have a whole email set up, madamagentauk at gmail.com, where you can send in your very, very specific questions, and Madame Magenta will help you out with them on the show. The team over at Longcat executes on this idea so, so smartly, and it is fucking hilarious. There are crazy arcs as you get further into the show, and not just that, did I mention? Madame Magenta is not just a psychic medium, but is also the inventor of the Drink Along audiobook. So yeah, shows maybe for adults only, but we think you'll really, really like it. Don't take my word for it, though. Please, enjoy the first episode of Madame Magenta Sonos Mystica. Long Cat Media presents Madame Magenta Sonos Mystica. Oh, a uh, chapter one. <clears throat> have we started, Bernard? Uh, uh, yes, we have. Yes. Greetings, fans of the esoteric. Did that sound too hysterical? I'll do that again. Greetings, fans of the esoteric. My name is Madame Magenta, and I'm a psychic, a medium, and a healer. I was shoving crystals up my yoni long before Gwyneth gooped all over us, but that's not all I am. I'm also a cabaret artiste, an author, a lover, a wife, a cousin, an armchair epidemiologist, a breeder of ferrets. I am what you might call a renaissance woman. By which I mean I'm a little bit fat and I'm often naked. <laughs> do you get it, Bernard? Uh, yes, I do, yes. Do you get it? It's a joke. Uh, yes, it's very funny. Did you it? understand what I was doing? I did, yes. The double meaning of renaissance, you see, yes, that. Yes, yes. Renaissance men, they have a lot of skills. That's they? right, yes. And yes. renaissance paintings, they're full of fat, the, naked the, women. The, the, yes, that's right, yes. Men get to have all the skills and women get to be naked, plus a change. <laughs> anyway, a little art history humour to start us off there. Why am I doing this? Oh, yes. My apologies. This is an audiobook. You'll see I've lost a lot of revenue streams recently because of this bloody pandemic. And like every other psychic and medium, I don't make much money doing those 0800 psychic number things because I've been told I have an off-putting phone manner, which is, frankly, a load of f***ing shit, stupid f***ing bastards. They could all get f***ed, quite frankly. Bunch of f***ings. I normally make money in a more one-to-one -one sort of way. Hands-on capacity and social distancing has ruined that. I tried. To, I did try to go more online. I did a, a Skype Reiki healing session the other day. I won't tell you too many details because client confidentiality and all that. But in the session, I pressed my hands against the screen and my client pressed the area of their body that needed healing against their screen. And it was horrific. An image that will haunt me forever. It was hemorrhoids, Bernard. No. Yes, they wanted their hemorrhoids healed. Oh. Diane from next door, you oh, know. Oh, God, that's awful. She could have shown me over the garden fence instead of pressing her anus against a webcam like some sort of demented cat. Anyway, right, back to this. So, yes, I need to find another revenue stream. That's what I'm trying to say here. And it suddenly occurred to me, 
I wrote a book in 2014. Two books, actually. You can find them on Amazon. If you want to read along with this, you could get your children to read along with it. We could call it homeschooling. <laughs> Why not? So the first book is called Magenta is the Warmest Colour, and the second is Madame Magenta and the Arcati Killer. So do Google them. I had to Google the titles myself as well. I'd forgotten what they were called. I wrote them while microdosing on magic mushrooms, you see, so I can't remember a single word I wrote. So this will be as much of a surprise to me as it is to you. I say microdosing, but if 0.5 of a gram does you good, can you imagine how wonderful you feel after a whole bushel of mushrooms? Is it a bushel? What's the collective noun for mushrooms, Bernard? A uh, throng. A throng of mushrooms? Yes, I Are think. you making this up? Maybe. Shut up, Bernard. Oh, my husband Bernard is recording this, aren't you, dear? Yes, dear. Yes. So this won't be a typical audiobook. It'll be much more dynamic because I'll be chatting to Bernard. We might discuss what we're going to have for tea and I'm going to cut the shit bits out of the book as I go. I might do the hoovering while I read. Why not? And I'll definitely be having a drink. So drink along with me. Let's make this bearable. Oh, yes, so today's, today's cocktail... So make it yourself at home and drink along. Today's cocktail is called the Gum Clinic. It's four shots of tequila, two sticks of juicy fruit and a glassy cherry. Right, let's get started on this book. Here we go. Magenta is the warmest colour. Can you put a little musical fanfare in there? Uh, yes. Good, thank you. <laughs> Right, here we go. Ahem! Magenta rumbles Oprah Winfrey. Soft brown eyes smiling, lips doing likewise. We're all desperate to know. When did you first realize you could speak to the dead? I inhale deeply and leave a pregnant pause, stroking the silk of my chongsam and gazing thoughtfully into the middle distance. The tension builds in the studio as the silence lengthens. Someone coughs. Oprah shifts uneasily. A crisp bag rustles in the distance. I count ten bananas in my head and abruptly snap my gaze back to Oprah. She gasps briefly with alarm as the throbbing intensity of my orbs pins her to the seat. If I remember correctly, Oprah, I intone tonefully, it was in the womb. I began communicating with the spirits before I was even birthed into the material plane. Oprah. My father, herbalist, weed smoker, white witch, bullshit artiste, masseuse pervert, once told me the importance of using the other person's name as much as possible in conversation if you want to establish a connection. My father was very good at making connections and was often on antibiotics as a result. You remember being in the womb, Oprah queries? Of course I remember, doesn't everyone? I trill, throwing my head back to laugh, the feathers of my turban brushing the back of my neck sensuously. I laugh for quite a while and then worry that I'm overdoing the bonhomie. It's such a fine line between charming and psychotic. I snap my head back into an upright position and adopt a serious expression. Oprah chuckles, confused and uncomfortable, just how I like it. 
I personally don't remember being in the womb, Oprah says. Perhaps your brain works in ways that we, she gestures towards the moronic-looking studio audience, cannot begin to understand. Magenta, you're clearly an extraordinary woman. But Magenta, tell me. She's doing it now, too, caressing my name repeatedly with her mouth. The connection has clearly been forged. We'll be dry-humping by the end of this interview. How is it possible to communicate with dead people when enclosed in a womb? Renewed tension in the studio as they wait for my answer. God, it's such a rush. People care desperately about what I'm saying, even though it's total rubbish. Still, if there's one thing I've learned from years of fortune-telling and lounge singing, it's this. If you want to get away with something, do it big, do it bold, do it with conviction, and wear clean underpants because you're about to get lucky. That's metaphorical. I wasn't communicating with spirits that existed outside the womb, Oprah, I say, making it up on the spot, as usual. My voice takes on a dreamy quality. It also helps to glaze the eyes slightly, as if you're peering through the veil between worlds. I had spirit company in the womb. Oprah furrows her brow. Not a believer in Botox, I see. Very commendable. A spirit in your mother's womb. Who was this spirit? Oprah prompts. I pause again. I drop a lot of loaded pauses into my speech. It tends to unnerve people, not to mention giving one valuable thinking time. I had a conjoined twin, Oprah. Pause. One who did not develop as I did. Pause. He passed to the other side while still a mere dot of existence, a tiny collection of cells, and yet part of his physical body remains. You can still see the remnants of him right here. I gesture to the beauty mark on my cheek that I'd penciled on earlier that afternoon in the bogs. A profound hush descends upon the studio. We continued to communicate in the womb after his passing, and his spirit is still with me to this day. In fact, Oprah, he is my spirit guide, and he's sitting right next to you. I look at an area on the sofa to the right of her lap. There, on that cushion, Oprah. Oprah involuntarily flicks her eyes to where I indicated, her mouth forming a perfect O. A silence you could dip a crudite in fills the room. Oh yes, they bloody love it, all of them. Look at their faces. They're torn, torn between believing me and wanting to buy my book, and not believing me and still wanting to buy my book. Excellent. I relax back into my chair, the battle already won. Magenta, I need a wee. Shouts my husband, Bernard. Do you want to do this bit, Bernard? Uh, uh, Go on. Yes. Magenta, I need a wee. Go on. Magenta, I need a wee. Oh, God, you can't even be yourself, can you? I'm sorry. Never mind. Oh, for God's sake. It's hardly the time. I can't wait any longer, he squeals. Squeals. I I can't wait any longer. Oh, that's more like it. That sounds like you. Well done. I sigh heavily. All right, come in then. The door's open. Bernard bursts through the bathroom door, unzipping his trousers. Sorry, he says, releasing a stream into the toilet bowl. If you're confused by the narrative turn this has taken, don't worry. It all becomes clear in a moment. While he's occupied, I modestly arrange a couple of rubber ducks around my chest region and a flannel over the undercarriage. Even after 19 years of marriage, I think it's best not to get too blasé about nudity. How's he going to get excited in the bedroom if he's seen everything casually swinging around all day? 
Unfortunately, he doesn't seem to take the same approach with his willy. You don't mind, do you, Bernard, being a little bit open? Well, We're uh, very open with each other, you see. It's, it's very necessary. Communication is the key to a healthy relationship. Am I right? Well, and mean, now we have a healthy relationship with the world. Isn't that wonderful, Bernard? Uh, 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 yes. So, uh, where was I? Um, sighing with relief, Bernard turns to me, his ding-dong still in his hand. Put it away, Bernard. Oops, sorry, and sorry to interrupt your bath, my love. Go on. Oops, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt your bath, my love. It's fine. You couldn't go in the kitchen sink again, could you? Not after the neighbours saw you last time. Our kitchen window looks directly into their living room. Good for casual spying, not so good for spontaneous nudity. I continue, although you did interrupt a rather good fantasy I was having. Oh, yes, he says. Oh, yes. Put it away, Bernard! He still stood there gripping Mr. Bumble. Sorry, he says. Sorry. Clearly not sorry, and finally zips himself up. I sometimes wonder if he's oblivious or just perverted. Not that I mind the latter too much. Bernard's imaginative approach to naughty business has been instrumental in my work as an internet psychic love guru. Oh, that's work I'm still doing during the lockdown, so do get in touch if you need any help. Hand me a towel, would you, my love, I say, hoisting myself upright, the water cascading off my fabulous body. I truly have an excellent figure. Wonderful bosom, a bottom you could fall asleep in. It's not fashionable to say so, I know. I imagine I'm supposed to be wasting time and energy weeping over a rice cake. Instead, I am a bountiful, bouncing, bumtastic goddess. Lucky, lucky Bernard. Actually, that's an interesting point. I wrote this in 2014, and self-love was still in its embryonic state, wasn't it? In fact, it might have been me who started the whole movement off. Anyway, back to the book. Bernard's looking at me quite intensely now as I stand like Venus in the bath, his glasses slowly fogging up. I imagine it's giving him that effect that Captain Kirk gets when he looks at a foxy space lady, all soft focus and shimmering femininity. He's certainly taking his time handing me the towel. Hmm. <laughs> Fancy a ride, say I, and off we trot to the boudoir, the ghost of Oprah left to evaporate with the suds. There, chapter one, what do you think? Did you like the little narrative flourish where you thought I was talking to Oprah and it turns out... It was a fantasy all along. Yes, it's very, very clever. Yes. yes, it is clever. You see, you have to do that early on in a book to say, this is what you've got to expect. This is why you've got to engage your brain. I don't want some lowbrow audience not concentrating. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Good. <laughs> right. Right. That's, how long was that? About 13 minutes, dear. Oh, God. Feels like a lifetime. Shall we leave it there for now? Yes. So, um... That was chapter one. There's, I don't know how many chapters there are. I got a bit confused when I was numbering the chapters. So I think, so I've repeated like chapter 24 about four times. So I, I, I don't know how many chapters there are, but it's 200 pages. So what do you reckon? I can, I'll speed read some of them so it doesn't take too long. And then we've got the second book. Jesus Christ. All right. Yes, that'll do. Okay, come back if you'd like to hear more. Right, right you are. Goodbye. Madame Magenta was created and performed by Lindsay Sharman, with Lawrence Owen as Bernard. Music and sound design by Lawrence Owen. Artwork was by Claire Lafar. You can follow Madame Magenta on Twitter at Madame Magenta UK. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by going to coffee.com forward slash longcatmedia. That's ko-fi.com forward slash longcatmedia. 
For more information about this podcast, as well as our flagship drama series, Mockery Manor, please visit longcatmedia.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Modes of thought in Interran literature. Second year classics, Harvard University. Seven years ago, a Chinese military sub accidentally went down in the Pacific Ocean. Turns out, the sub fell smack in front of a gigantic three-sided pyramid in the ruins of what we now call Dark City. This Interran lit class. Seems like there's a lot of debate about it. Legally, I cannot stop you from teaching this class, but I strongly advise that you- What? You know what, if you want to tank your reputation, that's on you. You don't believe a word I say about Antara, right? You're right. I do not believe Antara exists. I need to know, is it real? You came all the way to China to find out? Okay, everyone get out right now. Now, Raquel, what the hell are you doing? I'm gonna cut my hand and you're all gonna feel it. Ow! See, I told you. Modes of thought in Interran literature, an audio drama produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.